Hear the word of our Lord from the book of Proverbs, the 31st chapter, beginning in the 10th verse. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the word of our Lord again from Galatians chapter 6, beginning in the second verse. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Sounds like there's a bit of contradiction there, doesn't it? From verse 2 of Galatians, it says, bear one another's burdens. But in verse 5, it says, each will have to bear his own load. That's not a contradiction. There's a difference between a burden, which you cannot carry on your own, and a load, which you can An example of this would be a fit young teenager is able to put on their pants in the morning. They are able to tie their own shoes. They do not need mommy or daddy to tie their shoes for them. A burden, on the other hand, something that you cannot do on your own, is somebody who just had a stroke, somehow survived, and has to relearn how to walk. That's a burden. They need help. In the 20th century and in the 21st century, the church has taken the opinion that getting married is not a burden, it is a load. Yes, St. Paul says, uh, let them marry. It's better to marry than to burn with passion. But that's on you, dude. You go find your spouse. You take care of you. We're not going to help you with that one but will maybe, maybe help you once you are married. But last week, as we discussed the incel question, that is this big mass of young men growing every single day who are left out of the whole get married young and live a normal life equation, and yes, they really are left out. Again, I posted a link there that shows that 60% of young men are single versus 30% of young women. These younger women are either uh, engaging in relationships with the same guy, one guy, multiple women. Maybe that one guy is cheating and they don't know, or maybe they're dating older men. Regardless of the explanation, a lot of guys, a lot of young men are being left in the dust. And whether we want to admit it or not, that is going to lead to a lot of people identifying as incels, involuntary celibates. What once was a load is now clearly becoming a burden. What do I mean by that? Well, 40, 50 years ago, you could have just walked around, found a nice girl, maybe tried a relationship with her, and you keep doing that sort of thing until you find yourself married. There used to be 
arranged marriages. There used to be all sorts of things like that that helped young men get brides, and families were formed. It was fine. People could live a normal life, and it was considered a load, that is, something you could go off and do all by yourself. That is not the situation today. If a man wants to get married, he has to find a girl, woo that girl, he has to vet her. Because after all, the scriptures say, avoid the adulterous woman, avoid the bad woman, flee from her. And whether you agree with them or not, there are a lot of incels who rightly have an instinct to say, I am not going to invest my time, my efforts, my resources, my whole life on something that isn't going to work out because she was a woman of low character. Yes, it's harder today than it was for younger generations. It's harder than it was even 10 or 12 years ago. It is very difficult and the church needs to address this. We need to help young men get married. Otherwise, we are failing to do what St. Paul says regarding fulfilling the law of Christ by helping bear one another's burdens. So somebody needs some help. How do we do that? Well, currently, we help by not helping, don't we? Now, the incels have made a valid complaint that whenever they try to get help, what they receive is advice. Because everybody has imbibed the boomer bootstrapping mentality where we tell men, I got nothing for you, you need to figure this out. But I can tell you, you know, if you just go up to a woman and you give her a nice firm handshake and you have your marriage resume ready, uh, maybe you can get a date. Obviously, that's not actually helping. And then there are pickup artists that say, well, see women as manipulatable objects. Because your goal in life is to get them in bed and break their hearts and make more angry feminists or something and do that until you gracelessly expire. That's not helping. And of course the church says, oh, you need to rely on God. You need to pray to our Lord. And they're right. A young man who wants to get married, who wants to have a normal life with marriage and children in a future, he should be praying. He should be doing some good things to make himself a good catch. That's true. I'm not saying that there is no part or onus on the part of the individual male to be a good guy, to be attractive, to be settled and established, and to rely on God for helping him find a wife. But we don't do that for any other group that we supposedly help, do we? Oh, you're homeless? Oh my gosh, you don't have food you haven't eaten in three days? Oh, you don't have any water and you have no hope? Your house burned down? Well, let me tell you, buddy, you gotta beat your feet and go get a job there. You know what? I, I don't know any homeless shelters, and if I did, I wouldn't give that to you because really, you gotta just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and figure out a way. Do we do that? Do we do that for poor people? Do we do that to homeless people? Do we do that to women who come to our offices? Speaking of my fellow pastors here, 
Do we do that to women who come to our offices and say, oh, my marriage is falling apart, or my husband doesn't love me, or I am so lonely? Do we tell them, excuse me, uh, you need to figure that one out on your own? No, we don't. But when we encounter young men who want a normal life, our response to them is, well, I ain't got nothing for you. Uh, Kurt Cobain of Nirvana wrote a great song, Sifting, where he complained that that was the message of the church. We don't have nothing for you. And of course, every pastor huffs and puffs and goes, oh, we have plenty for them. We preach Christ crucified for them, for their eternal souls. You're right. Kind of. Because you preach Christ crucified with your words, but not your deeds. Jesus says, they will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. And we just don't do that. We just don't do that for young men. Because they're supposed to have this all figured out. They're supposed to do this by themselves. They got boots. They got straps. They can pull themselves up, right? I think it goes without saying that the church could be doing something that really transforms the culture and helps these young men out, provided they are willing to play ball. So here's a proposal. Here's an idea for the churches. And any involuntary celibates listening in, maybe you could convince your pastor to do something like this. One, the church should be involved with networking. If anybody in the church has a cousin or a niece, if they're an older member of the church, that is a single young lady of good moral character, feel free to play matchmaker. Heck, in the Russian Orthodox Church, that's like a stereotype of them, right? Babushka's always got a granddaughter that she would just love for you to meet, young man. Help you start a family. That's not a bad thing. Please, feel free to play matchmaker. But, of course, what usually ends up happening in aging church bodies is, well, we don't know any, not in this area anyway. All of our kids and our grandkids moved away for college or for jobs etc. and so forth. Okay, option two. Put the guy out there. Put an ad in the local paper. Put an ad out there for this dude. Doll him up a little bit. Make him look good. Give a profile. And oh look, maybe you can help him get some attention, right? Email this church for more information. Oh, nobody reads the newspapers, nobody does these profile things, or so you think. Well, okay, fine. Third option, go out there, help this guy meet women. I know somebody's going to scoff and go, Oh, how worldly for the church to play wingman for a young person out there. <laughs> Woe is me, I can't soil my white gloves by doing something like that. Would you rather him be doing it alone in a bar? Would you rather him try to go to some club where nothing good happens and you know that? Would you rather him be going there? Would you rather him be striking it off alone and never coming back? Heck, I'll do you one better. What if you started having a singles night and you advertised it in your area, right? You just advertise, hey, we're getting local singles together. It's at this church because we want some good, wholesome fun. And we got some great guys, some great gals here. Let's talk, let's chat. And then the married people out there can act like something of a chauffeur to make sure it doesn't get gross, nasty, or sinful. That's a great opportunity. If he's willing to play ball on this, 
the church can take this guy under their wing, help him out, help him get a girl, help him start a family. I think there is a lot of opportunity there if the church is willing to be adaptable. And guess what? For the involuntary celibates listening, you can do this with just your friends too. Even if you don't have a church that can help you, or maybe everybody there is over the age of 75 and they just don't have the energy for it. If you can't do this by yourself, which nobody should expect you to just bootstrap literally everything, if you got friends, say, hey, I want to go out to a coffee shop. I want to meet some girls. I want to get good at talking to women. I want to be able to start a relationship. I want to get to know people and not be so scared of rejection anymore. Okay, you can just do that. You can hang out with him and be his wingman and help him feel a little bit more confident when he tries walking up to the uh, cutie behind the counter and tries giving a one-liner or something like that. You could just get help. That's not a problem. Heck, it doesn't even have to be something as silly as practicing pickup lines. You could just go work out together in a commercial gym where there are people you can meet and you still get a benefit out of it. Make it a team effort, why don't you? At the very least, if you have somebody in your friend circle or in your church that would say he is an incel, he probably spends a lot of time online. He probably is on his computer a lot. He's not going out much. Help him fix that. Help him get away from the hell rectangle plugged into his wall and his internet router and get him going out and doing stuff with people. That is going to do wonderful things for him, getting him out and being with people. As I said in the How to Get a Wife episode of this series, even if after a few months or six months or a year or whatever, if this guy hasn't gotten himself a girlfriend or started up a courtship, at the very least, he's a better person, he's more confident, he's more capable, he's happier overall. This is why we need to do the whole community thing and fight back against social atomization. Because otherwise, you have people that are lonely that just stay lonely. They get too comfortable being lonely, and then they wonder, why doesn't anybody love me? Well, dude, nobody knows about you. At least, offline anyway. And no, nerd shops don't count when it comes to getting a wife or helping your buddy get a girl. Going out to the game store, going out to GameStop. You might like playing 40k with your buddy, but chances are women ain't gonna be there. They generally don't like going to those places or doing those hobbies. You get what I mean. But this has to be a team effort, and that includes the young guy who's having trouble getting a girl. This is where it has to be finding a wife and also getting help finding a wife. The Bible says, blessed is the man who finds a wife. He finds favor from the Lord, which means you got to go on a treasure hunt. If a wife is a treasure, a precious thing, having a good family, well, you got to go out on expedition and find yourself a treasure, right? That means working on being a good catch, being a good talker, being a righteous man that a woman can look up to, the guy that goes to church on the regular, the guy that exercises, that is fit, that can be a protector and somebody who is handy for picking up heavy stuff or going on long hikes. 
being the guy that has himself put together in a good way, that is interesting, that is active, that would be a good husband. And yes, another thing to keep in mind is you have standards. We talked about this last week. It's okay to have standards. It's okay to say, I want a woman who has a clean past, who is a woman of good moral character. But you should be open to finding a woman who might be of good moral character now. She might be the exception to your rule. Can you say to yourself, the goal is to get a wife. The goal is not to get the perfect platonic ideal of female as a wife. If she's got some stains in her past, look, we all do. The question is, can I work with this individual? Can we jive together? If you got standards, but you're willing to say, the exception to my standards might exist, and I'll keep an open mind to that, well, chances are you're going to have better success and a better shot at happiness here. Think about it this way. It's a two-way street. On the one hand, you have one extreme of the spectrum of bootstrapping. Listen, pal, you're on your own. I know things are tough right now, but LOL, I don't care, figure it out. The most you're going to get out of me is advice. On the other end of the spectrum is this weird kind of sexual communism that some of these guys hint at wanting. Hello, good citizen. Here is your state-mandated and distributed GF. Her immunizations are up to date. Here is her tag. She is Unit 731249, and she is here to be your GF. Follow these instructions to proceed. Come on, that's just not going to happen unless you're in a place with a heavy emphasis on arranged marriages. But if we want it to not be bootstrapping and not be, well, GF state-mandated distribution or something, or here, just have a wife. It's going to have to be a two-way street where people work together between the single young man and his friends, the church, even family members. Whatever the case may be, let's cooperate with each other and make it happen. And I can't stress enough that it has to be cooperation. I know I'm repeating myself a lot here, but there is a contingent of guys who want to sit on the floor, cross their arms, and pout until life just hands them a 19-year-old virginal rad-trad Christian GF who wants to get married in about three or four days. And then, of course, she's perfectly qualified and ready to be the perfect bride in every single sense. Or the understanding that since these are societal problems at large and he is a victim of society, that he cannot rise above it. Therefore, society needs to uh, fix itself before he makes the first move. Society needs to crumble or collapse uh, before we get better out of him. There are individuals who don't want to be helped. They want to be upset. Guys like that still need compassion. They still do need to hear, hey, we are willing to help once you are ready. But if you're not willing to work with us on this, we can't help you out. They need to know that that offer is still there. 
even if they don't want it right now, if they don't want to play ball, if there's a fear issue or something, maybe some conversations can happen to help them. Now there are some guys too who would call themselves vol cells or voluntary celibate who just don't care. Maybe they'll say the time isn't right, society sucks right now, and you know what, I got other stuff going on. Well, okay, for those guys, just be cool with them and tell them if you ever do change your mind, let's work together and help you out. That's part of bearing one another's burdens. But it really does need to be a community thing, and I wish the church would recognize this the way she once did. Heck, there are evangelical churches right now putting Lutheran churches to shame because they do have singles night, because they do have young adult groups where young men and young women regularly interact. And the fact that there are Lutheran, Presbyterian, Roman Catholic, uh, Methodist churches out there that just don't do that for their young guys, well, okay, stop complaining about evangelical churches all the time because apparently they're doing this part of their Christian duty better than you are. And we need to fix that. Come on, guys. Let's be a bit more competitive and help start growing our churches through marriages and bebes. But next week, we are going to look more on maintaining a marriage once you are married. Starting with husbands and the duties of husbands to their wives, that's going to be one that I'm sure a lot of guys are going to skip because they've heard it all before perfectly fine but maybe i'll surprise you if you do listen to it and then we'll talk about wives the week after we're going to see what we can do until then our lord bless you and keep you amen and amen